and we are now on air and i'm hoping everybody can hear me so welcome to another shine waves podcast this one's our live from in store and we've got loads of questions loads of questions and i've got little saint nick with me it's gonna be fun little saint nick same thing potato potato so we're going to get through these questions first and then we're going to open up the floor on instagram so hello to any person that's joining and uh also we are live on podbean right now so if you're on our podbean format don't be afraid to come in have a chat with us drop a few messages and then we can hopefully get to the to answer them and get into it so first question that we have on the list is how does one cope with the sudden loss grief of a loved one especially alone during covid go with that one nikki of course course i will that's half the fun um to be honest grief coping with grief is different for everybody right so i don't really have like a definitive answer on how one could cope especially during a time like now in covid when we're forced to be isolated right away from people i agree with that normally be our support system like that's hard in itself so to have to cope with the sudden loss of a loved one like how does one truly do that me me i'd probably spend the first few days crying my eyes out yeah (laughs) but but the other side of it is right that you have to we have to understand that in this westernized world we have these phase style progressions and nobody gets all of them so then we all get hung up well i'm not going through this i'm not going through that i'm not experiencing this i'm not developing this particular emotional path so then we feel that we are emotionless based on this inaccurate variation of how to deal with grief but i think the baseline the sudden loss or grief of a loved one because it's uncontrollable this the science you know me I go to the, I love my science. So the the science behind it is when you go into the baseline of it is the, the only reason that we actually struggle with the sudden loss of any person is the uh, grief or the regret syndrome that we could have said this, should have said this, what have I done this? Spend more time. Uh, Yeah. Once we get into that mindset, that's when grief hits us harder. But, you know, there is steps, you know, reach out, talk to people, share that emotion, sit in it, you know, literally cry it out, feel it. Don't be afraid to. It's not a weakness. It's a great thing. But one of the things that I've noticed that a lot of people don't do is they they suddenly go through these phases where they they feel like I shouldn't mourn this person because that makes me sad. Whereas my variation of that is to twist it instead of going for a place of um, sadness, look at it as a place of, you know, celebrating that person's life. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, on, on the anniversary of my father's passing, I always uh, go out and buy one of them Chinese lanterns and I let it off with a wee message on the bottom. So then it's another way, instead of sending him a message, taking it up to the, the divine, the universe, heaven, whatever you want to call it. And in that moment, what we're doing is we're actually changing a really negative energy into something really positive. And that's a good way to do it. It's a simple because you can do it. You can do it for pets. You can do it for friends. You can do it for family because as I say that grief aspect of what we're meant to be going through, what we're meant to feel and all the regret of the things we didn't say, well, there's medium send a letter straight to the heavens by definition. They'll get it. And remember that your intention is more important than anything. 
your, your the baseline of your energy will always come out in such a way that you are always going to get the message out if you think it and mean it in your head and in your heart. I'm not going to lie, I'm not the best at grieving. Um, during the course of COVID, I lost my uncle recently. Wow. And then, Sorry. Thank you. And then the year before, I lost my grandfather. So um, they were both living in Jamaica, so I hadn't They're seen up. them in quite some time. And nonetheless, like, the, especially the hit of my grandfather, because I did have him active in my life growing up. Yeah. That put me down for a while. Um, even my boyfriend didn't know how to deal with me because I just, I was like a zombie, just kind of going through yeah. my days, just trying to deal with it. And um, and then something, uh, my cousin had sent me a photo. No, sorry. My mother had sent me a photo of me and my grandfather and my aunts and uncles. We were on a beach in Jamaica and I had a chicken bone in my mouth and my grandfather was right beside me. And then like a flood of all these happy memories just came back. Just and again, it's, it's transmuting that from that negative yeah. emotion into something positive. And that's exactly what I'm on about. It's, it's, it's about finding the beauty, the silver lining. And no matter what you do, but I said, reach out to people. Because one of the biggest things that I've noticed, we're waving at the live audience. We do have a live audience in for the record. So just in case people know, why are we waving? Give us questions. Yeah. Um, loads of questions, guys. So one of the things that I have noticed that when people are dealing with grief, we have this emotion where we don't know how to approach that person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the best thing as an individual or as a, a supportive person, a caring person, is just to sit back and listen. You Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Just let that person who's grieving or going through that situation unload yeah. so they feel that they've shared the boat. Sometimes that's all a grieving person needs is to unload. Mm -hmm. Unload that guilt, unload that shame, unload that regret. 100%. And not necessarily need advice back from Is that, that Johnny online? Hey, Johnny. But just listen with a caring ear. And a strong shoulder. Yeah. And a, a large, maybe two large boxes of tissue. Or a bottle of wine. Or chocolates. Chocolates. Ice cream's a good one. Tight hug. Sometimes that's just what we need. Well, we can't do that in COVID. Social distancing, little say Nick. Social distancing. <laughs> but yeah, but basically get that emotion out and don't be, don't quantify your grief based on unrealistic steps or phases of grief also, just don't run from it. no embrace it um because you know COVID's been really difficult for a lot of people and um i've had a lot of people kind of express that they've lost people throughout it and i'm like well what are you doing to help yourself like i just throw myself into work i don't want to feel it i don't want to see it i don't want to know it i'm like that's actually going to hurt you in the long run it does because i i'm a i'm a work stress oriented person the stress more stressed i get the more i throw myself into work so and i know in the long run it's not good for me because you burn out fast you, you tend to over elaborate I don't believe that. I'm a leprechaun. Oh, yes, I agree. I wholeheartedly concur with that. If in doubt, hug an Irishman. We're lucky. Wow. Now we're getting competitive up in here. Anyway, so this one's for you. Straight in. It's a good one. How do you start on a spiritual journey? I went off on a tangent earlier. You just start, um, pick a topic, 
and go down the rabbit hole with it and then find your people and then your people will help expand your mind. There are so many different avenues that you can start with. You can start with divination. Shine waves. You can come here. Come shine waves. You can come here. You can start with- For the record, just as an interjection, first live video. What about this artwork, guys? This artwork is amazing. The artist is local, um, at Fury FTK. His name's Jesse, done an amazing job. Follow this kid. Anyway, sorry, random side note. Um, I find a lot of people usually start their spiritual journey either through a path of healing or through a path of astrology. Those seem to be like the two common things. I really dislike astrology. Really? I really do because I find people use astrology as an excuse for their behavior patterns. Okay. I didn't realize there was an actual difference. That's what I labeled it, toxic astrology. Okay. People use it to judge people gauge how their behavior is exactly like, try to put them in a box and i'm like people are but then the other side of that chart but they're also an entire life experience i know that but also then you have the other side of the people use that pigeonholing of yeah. their astrology sign to how would you say forgive their own behavior and i really dislike and that's why i, I tend to ignore it now rob who's on the live rob knows that there's multiple different variations of astrology mm -hmm. I think it's Saturnarnial and Aficio. Um, I don't know the proper terms, but there's a difference in the way that they're going. See, this is why we need Bob here. Where is Bob the better? This is his expertise field. So the thing that we need to understand is as we progress as a human consciousness, mm -hmm. other factors do come into play. Mm -hmm. We only take that one factor and use that as a definition of who we are. Forever. I am an Aries. I'm also Irish. I'm also a guy. I'm also older. I'm genetically born in this moment to be angry. Okay, let's just point that out. But I have all the traits of a Pisces. Yeah, you're surrounded by fish. Get that fishing rod out. But at the same time, and that's why I'm saying about the whole astrology side of the things. Don't don't automatically you know use that as a a gatehole to get in because it's not again a true representation of who you can be. Because every person can be spiritual, every person can be energetic. Every person has the ability to be intuitive. Every person has the ability to have this development of their own energy. So to to put it into that box really is limiting what you can do as a spiritual entity. In my opinion, and I, I agree with your statement, go down the rabbit hole. I love the rabbit hole. Rabbit holes are my friends. I love them. If it wasn't for the rabbit hole, I don't think I would be where I am in life. Seriously? If it wasn't for the rabbit hole, I don't think I'd have such a mental mindset. Because I am so diverse in my mindset. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm not, how would you say, academically spiritually minded, where it's like, oh, I've read this book and I'm going to adjust it. No, shut the hell up. I just go down everything, read everything, grab the stuff that gravitates, investigate exactly. it further. And then when you come out of that bit, go into something else that you, you gravitate. Point. Gravitate towards the stuff that resonates. Exactly. Gravitation to so resonation. That's a good word. Yeah, sure. You've got loads of these. Okay. I'm so good uh, I think so. Anyway, we have another one. <laughs> Shut down. Mic drop. Mic's here. Mic drop. Anyway, I have another one, but I'm going to get back to that in a minute. Because this is a very detailed one. I know. Our favorite topic. Actually, it's favorite topic. I detest this topic. You love this topic. All right, let's get it done. You've talked me into it. So this is a multi-dimensional question. These are all questions that come in from clients for the record. And this one 
This is a grinds my gear question. Yeah, he's really passionate about this topic. Because it's so over bastardized that this podcast was literally created for subjects and questions like this. Literally. Spirituality without the fluff. Now, let's defluff this, shall we, folks? How can I manifest my love companion soulmate? Part A. Part B. Do twin flames exist? Part C, how can I align my vibration to bring in life partner I want? Well, number one, let's get into the terminology, right? Love companion soulmate is a valid term, okay? You do have multiple different sorts of soulmates. You have karmatic soulmates, you have ego soulmates, you have love companion soulmates, you have life soulmates, and you have temporary life soulmates. Ones that come in to teach you massive lessons in a very short space of time and totally re-evaluate uh, who you are as an individual. So they do exist. Do twin flames exist? Now, oh, this is a count of 10 and still want to scream at the top of my voice. No, they don't. And I'm tired of saying this. You cannot take one piece of one piece of scripture in a foreign language, westernize it, translate it, and then pick the pieces that suit you. That's the definition of Catholicism. I don't know. It's true. What right? No, so let's look at what. Twin flames in the westernized hemisphere is this absolute partner or exterior partner that makes you feel complete, right? Now, that's God's wallop because it does not say that in the original scripture. It's in the Sephiroth, it's in the Sephiroth teachings and it's in the second teaching. You are your own soul, twin soul or twin flame. You, when you align with your higher vibrational energy, open both aspects of the rising dragon, otherwise known as Kundalini, and you are literally your own twin flame. So I don't care how much flack I get about this statement. The facts of the matter is, read the original documentation in its entire form, and then tell me that twin flames exist, and I will honestly just look at you and go, you are demented. I'm, I'm not, I'm tired of, I've heard it. In this country, I have 65,435,244 billion freaking twin flames. Everybody's my twin flame. You and your elaborate I know, I've told you a million times not to exaggerate, eh? Anyway, by definition. But the fact of the matter is, every, because of the bastardization of the source information and the, how would you say, the ability of people to manipulate it, they've created this sensation that people literally ruin their own lives over. And I've seen it. I've seen people who literally are so gravitated to this specific ideology that they will change their whole life to suit it. And it's... It's a sad truth. It's bullcrap. In its absolute essence, it's bullcrap. The first thing I heard about twin flames was the twin flame is here to show you all the ugly parts of yourself. Which is yourself. Shadow work. By definition. Which I am an advocate for shadow work. I am well aware of this. Continue. I love it. Um, and then. I was expecting this big spieler and it just like went silence. Like, oh, awkward silence. Do I say something? Do I let her finish? Many forms Absolutely. I actually do have a workshop on it. If somebody wants to do the workshop or wants me to go through the um, 
divine soul as i call it workshop i have no problem uh, running that in the store um what i will say is that i i don't mix the teachings the teachings come from its truest form so the teachings are coming direct from the sephirathic and there's no other variation i'm not going to sit there and i'm not going to um bastardize it to suit the masses if you're coming to that workshop be prepared to know that instantaneously you're being educated on the source information not the bastardized version well, I can't say that because truth is definitive and it's also interpretive. If you want to learn from the original text, yes. come here. Originality. Now, the last part is how can I align my vibration to bring in that, the life partner I want? Well, that's the thing. You will only bring in your life partner when you are sitting at the vibration of that is equal to what you want to attract. You are not what you attract. You, you, you attract what you are. And that's what a lot of people get messed up. So they'll go in and they'll go, oh, well, I don't know. What do I do this? What about this? And, you know, if I, if I, you know, do this candle spell or if I do this rose bath or if I, if I do this grinding, is it going to bring it in? No, because it's your life vibration you're going to have to bring in, right? Yes. You have to work on yourself. This must be deeply moving. We've got meditators in this audience here. <laughs> A way off in one, just noticed that, looked up and it was like, whoa, she's gone. Going deep. But, but anyway, back to what I'm saying. That, that was a really nice break. Thanks. Proud of that. But <laughs> you, you do attract what you are, not what you want. The universe will give you what is deserved to you. And yeah. there's a great expression, and I don't know if you use it here, but I know it's pretty big in Ireland. If it's meant for you, it won't pass you. Yeah, no, you hear that a lot. Okay. Right? Well, I don't know. I'm foreign. In different ways, like a different context. I've heard people say that exact same thing. What's meant for you won't pass you. Yeah. It won't miss you. But I always say if you're looking for a certain divine partner, make hey, Johnny. of the things that you want in them and then look within and see if those are the things that you also offer. Exactly. Because you can't expect somebody to come in on your vibration that's going to be loving, caring, and 100% uh, giving yeah. if you're not that person. Because you are, you, you attract what you are. So if you want to be a, a truthful, upstanding, loving, caring person, yeah. you're going to attract that style of energy. If you're going to be somebody who's not 100% authentic, expect you're going to attract that energy that's not going to be 100% authentic. And if you find that you're attracting people of a toxic nature, um, look deep within and see. Shadow work. Shadow work. Yeah. She always goes on about shadow work. Karma. Karma. That's the beauty. Karma. What you put out, you get back. If you're into witchcrafts times three. But anyway, just saying. No, it's witch, witchcraft in general. But that's, that's the variance. When you read the original uh, teaching, it's impossible to read or to make uh, a twin flame unless you're in a higher consciousness which is called a transcendental meditation of yourself and that's what the scriptures say so that scriptures is it's actually a really detailed scripture mm -hmm. and when you uh, when i first read it i was devastated by the news i'm not gonna lie i was devastated i spent my whole life looking for this divine twin flame soulmate and i was like oh this is great there's somebody out there who's going to make me me i'm going to be brilliant when you actually read it i was devastated Oh, it kicked me hard because it wasn't actually my interpretation. Mm -hmm. It was actually a teacher who was within that faith had said to me, this is something, I asked him the question, what parts of your faith are most bastardized to suit the Westernized culture? It was a really deep question. That's a good question. 
and we got into this question and that's what he said they take aspects of this certain information and they twist parts of it to suit themselves and they said that's religion per se they will take certain teachings and they'll take the best parts and leave out the worst parts but when you actually look at the twin flame teachings i guarantee half the people don't even know where it comes from they're just assuming it based on other people's or spiritual mediums or spiritualist gurus or who sent yeah and you can see we're fed up with the, or we've got really annoyed faces because we're so used to hearing it we, like we have a spiritual storm we hear this term at least three times a day and I'm like, really? Okay, go read the third book of the Bhagavad and tell me where it says that, because it doesn't say it in the Bhagavad And that is about divine connection. Now, what it actually does say is that if the Kundalini, that Kundalini energy rises, you get the emotion of being complete within yourself, and therefore your vibration is higher, so you bring in somebody at that vibration. You attract what you are. However, if you don't continuously work, on that vibration, your vibration will benchmark and move lower. Therefore, these people become toxic and leave your life. That's the bit that we it's always admitted. It's like every part of what we're taught in the westernized world, there's always that little bit extra that's omitted from it. Yeah. And when you read the whole statement, it's sort of like, oh, damn. It's kind of like uh, one, uh, one door closes, another one opens. Yeah. And the second part of it is, but you're too busy looking at what's behind you that you don't see the open door. We like the first part, and it's all over. You'll see it in spiritual messages, yeah. on T-shirts and jerseys, but you don't see the whole message that's, or the whole phrase or the whole parable that's there. So we only take the bits that do it. And Westernized theology is like that, period. It's always been like that, and I agree with it because it takes the best out of a lot of it. Yeah. However, if you're going to sit there and you're going to educate people on it, do it properly. Because I was devastated when I found out the news. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely devastated. I'm like, so there's nobody out there that's going to be perfect for me? I think everybody who finds out the truth about or the authenticity of what it is to meet your twin flame becomes devastated because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of us are looking for that divine partnership. That divine and they are there, but that's not a twin flame. Yeah. So that's, that's a life companion soulmate. Two completely different things. A life companion soulmate is the ultimate soulmate that's going to push you and guide you through your spiritual life path. Mm -hmm. They're there as a romantic partner and as a spiritual partner. They're there on every aspect of who you are, but they're not a twin flame. Don't get the two mixed up. And that's where I get so angry, I'm, as you say, passionate about it because I've, I've dealt with this for a long time. And I'm, I'm really tired of hearing that term. But the you know bring it down to what we're defluffing here. The defluff is you are you attract what you are. Mm -hmm. Work in your own energy. Work in your own self love. Have a lot of deep, meaningful conversations with yourself, and know that what your your expectation of that partner comes in matches you as a personality and as a persona. Yeah. And once that happens, you will get the partner that's perfect for you in that moment. Because if you grow and they don't, that partner will fall, fall apart and you're going to attract another layer of vibration. And that's how energy vibration works. We attract what we are at all times. We are a magnet for similar energies. Tribe changes. You start off in one group when you're starting out in spirituality. You end up going through another yeah. and another till you reach that time when you're at a pinnacle of your energy at that moment. And you have the collection of people around yeah. you that's going to take you where you need to that's go. Every day. Every, Every minute. And here's, here's a crazy one. There was a really old mentor I had. Her name was Mary McCabe. I love this woman. She's an old lady. She's in Ireland. She's a, uh, an energy therapist, very deep 
authentic reader. Love this woman. I call her my soul mom. I really do. She's an amazing woman. I love her to bits. But her lessons were so quick, so profound, and so shocking. I spent most of my time on my jaw and my knees. I was like, huh? I felt like a kid. And this is after being having years of study. This woman just gave it to me instantly. And I was like, why do you do this? Why do you build me up to shoot me down? She says, because that's the reality of life. And I was like, okay, so now give me something to build me back up. She goes, you are what you attract. And as long as you work on you and love you, the world will see you and love you. Yes. And I'm like, that. wow, it was profound. That is profound. I love that woman. Mary, if you ever come on to Instagram, and I, I wish that you were, come on our podcast. You're the most inspiring woman. Oh, it's crazy how much information this woman has. Not many people can miss your jaw drop. Oh, she did every week. She done a third eye activation. We were doing this thing called a Merlin Circle. Right, and the Merlin, Merlin Circle, there is some bastardized versions of it out there, but a Merlin Circle is a specific healing circle that targets specific areas of your aura. Okay. Right, and we done this, and I was struggling at that time. I was struggling to find out who I was. I was struggling to find out uh, my identity as a therapist, my identity as a witch, and my <laughs> I was struggling to find so many parts of who I was. Right, the this woman literally in this circle totally changed my life within an hour. So are we going to do a Merlin circle? Oh yeah, I'm going to do plenty of Merlin circles. I've done one, a huge one in Canada. But she changed my life because of the fact that she made me see things, and that's where I got that phrase, keep it stupidly simple, Yes. on a simple level. Mm -hmm. I didn't over-elaborate it. I didn't overthink it. I didn't really analyze it until after the effect. Okay. And then after that night, I was like, Oh, and I had that pin drop moment that it just boom, head blown. And it was phenomenal. And she didn't do anything. The only thing she said to me is when your third eye opens, you don't even recognize it's open because you're too busy looking for it to open. Think about that. All these people who want to be psychic, all these people yeah. who want to do, you know, divination and, and uh, how would you say, mediumship, clairestant, clairsentient yeah. type work, they're so busy trying all these practices to get their third eye open that they don't even realize that the third eye is open the whole time. I was like, wow, I never thought of that. And that was my problem. My problem was the fact that I was so busy trying to search for this physical reaction that was yeah. so profound that I didn't notice that it was already happening subtly. Huh. It was, it was profound. I'll tell you this woman, Right. Yeah. yeah, it really is when you think about it, but it was so profound. Right. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And that's what I couldn't understand. And then you have all these people, you know, that want these big physical transformations. And some people do. And I'm really proud of them because they got that physically really in your face. I think it's the universe saying, okay, I've tried to show you 400 times. Here's a slap in the teeth. But at the same time, them people I'm kind of envious for because they've had it in such a profound way that mine was subtly profound over a long period of time instead of in your face. But another thing that Mary did teach me is if you're going to learn something, learn it from source. Don't learn it from, uh, how would you say, an interpreted version. 
like even energy therapy and um, some of the practice was within the craft. She says, yeah. if you're going to learn that, learn from source. Don't learn from somebody who's been in it, done it for years and not is in it for two or three minutes. And that's where finding the right mentors come in. And I've had plenty of mentors. I have like 40, 50, 60 mentors. But each of them brought me through different variations of who I am. But that's what I'm saying. I find my tribe subtly. So I was going, you know, when I was at one stage, student ready, a teacher appears. I was blessed to have that teacher. But they, they only took me so far. And then another one came in and took me. And it was a continuous journey. But the one thing every one of them had in common, and they weren't just, you know, Irish or UK or Canadian. They were global. Some of these guys were global mentors. And they'd said, when you're ready, your energy will expand if you learn it the proper way. It was the one consistent, learn it properly. Don't quote Egyptian theology if you haven't learned Egyptian theology. Don't quote Greek theology if you don't know. That's why I don't speak of astrology. I don't know it, so I don't talk about it. And honestly, I don't dismiss it, but at the same time, I don't really, how would you say, value its information to me. To me. And other people live their whole life for it, and that's fair. Yeah. Fair play. It doesn't work for me at this time. Yeah. That's why they have so much value in it. Exactly. Okay. And, I agree and they say horses for courses. Some people like it, some people don't. Some people are going to embrace it, some people won't. And that's okay, because that's the beauty of spirituality. We're all uniquely different. Another Mary McKee Blair. Imperfectly perfect in an imperfectly perfect world. That's a profound statement. Put that, in, put that on the t-shirt, folks. Imperfectly perfect in an imperfectly perfect world. So we match our environment at all times. That's a profound saying right there, yeah, right? I like it. I really and it was like it. and it was an off the cuff conversation. I was actually leaving her house. That's actually like because here's what I used to do. Yeah, but one of my affirmations without even knowing that. Yeah, like accepting myself as I am and perfectly perfect. Yeah, because we are imperfectly perfect, right? We are every one of us. We're never going to. We all strive for the perfection of the universe. We all strive to obtain it, but we never will. Exactly. It is an interpretation based on another person's expectation of who yeah. they think you are. And that's the beauty of uh, spirituality. Everything's up for interpretation. It's, uh, and it's learning to step back and do it differently. Mm. Or just observe it. Sometimes the observation of it is just enough to see it. See it. It's, uh, what was... Yeah, it, it, uh, again, we're back into that interpretive mindset where sometimes we're, we're so focused on trying to get the meaning behind it that we don't sit back and just go, oh, it is what it is. Dangerous is the guy who says that. I think Matthew McConaughey said that. Dangerous is the guy who says it is what it is. But it is what it is. Yeah, but can you view it as it is? Not always. And that's, and that's where we always have a self-work. It's not called... You don't wake up one day and go, I'm going to be spiritual. You start off on a spiritual path, yeah. and that is practice. It's a spiritual practice, and people have lost that. They think that religious practice is spiritual practice. Religious practice is a completely different concept to spiritual practice because spirituality is growth all the way through all it. Way through. Religion is sticking to the doctrine and the ideology yeah. of that religion. That, but you can... It's blocks. Yeah. Was that a tree? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, I am in green, so sure. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. It just looked kind of weird. She was just like she was having one of these 
you know, big gala moments. Look, I'm here. Little Saint Nick has arrived. Stand back. <laughs> yeah. You did not get the memo. You didn't get the. All right. So, any more questions up on Instagram right now? Oh, but that's. Andrew, 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 I love tangents. And Johnny. So yeah, but the base the baseline of it is tangents are half the fun. Yeah. Because the more you go off in tangents, the more you start learning about other people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just sit down. Yeah, we do it all the time in the store, and I love it. We could just sit here and we could have an absolute, we had a great conversation today and it was about that sort of the convoy, convoy and stuff like that. And I'm not going too much into it. However, the depth of that conversation got within five minutes was just like, I'm in heaven. I like those kind of conversations. And that's where I, that's where I feel. Right? It is. It's, it's, well, is that not, is that not definition by definition contemplation? Where you contemplate your place in the world and your association with the world that you can't see, mm -hmm. fourth, fifth, and dimension. So when you go down the rabbit hole in a conversation, you're literally matching the vibration of the people around you in order to go deeper and get a different stoic understanding or perspective off that topic. I love listening to other people talk. The problem is I don't know when to shut up. No, you don't. No, I don't. But it's okay. I know it is. Listen. <laughs> Damn, that got, that got real deep real quick, didn't it? Even the audience. We're, we're sitting here and I'm thinking I'm going to have to start a heckle or something. Have to start heckling back or something. This is That's kind of crazy. Anyway, back to our original point. Have you any questions? You're bound to have one. Something's bound to have sparked your head. How do you create unity within yourself? Well, if you're spiritual, you can't be ego. Because ego, by definition, means without spirit or without God or detached from God. So, because balance is everything. It's okay to live. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to give yourself It is. Be patient with yourself. The intention, here's, here's the, the facts when it comes to spirituality and when it comes about multiple aspects of your life. Okay. When you set the intention in your head, you've already done it. No, you've already done it. It's your physical, logical body that catches up to the process. So we're expecting that we have to go through X, Y, and Z gateways in order to classify us as being balanced. Your brain knows what to do without you even having to do a thing. Your brain, once you set that intention and you have belief and emotion behind that intention, your brain has already done the work. Your logical brain's just going, oh crap, I have to catch up. And that's where we start doing meditations. That's, it's it's kind of like yeah. if you put it into an esoteric mindset where you do witchcraft or spellcraft, you've already done the spell in your head. You just need the physical aspect of that to make your head not logically think about it or to break that spell. Spirituality is the exact same. Put it out. I want to be balanced. I want to be grounded. I want to have, more importantly, self-love mm -hmm. and self-balance because only then can you be balanced and loving to other people so if you want to learn you know how to bring balance start with just a thought if you knew the power of your thoughts you wouldn't think tesla said that a thousand times 
Yeah, because Tesla said it a thousand times. We are a lot more advanced than what people think. And we're again, it's projection. It's like, oh, well, we're meant to do this and we're meant to do that. And that's all that's pigeonholing. You're not meant to have absolute balance. You can't value darkness without light and you can't value light without darkness. They, that is what the meaning of the yin and yang means. You see the light in the dark and the dark in the light. Absolute balance means you're never going to be perfect. You don't have to be. Perfect is boring. Perfect is very boring. Like I said, imperfectly perfect is moi. And I'm happy with that. And people don't like it, there's the door. Yeah, no shame. No shame. What did Rob say? Yeah, we can a question for Rob. So how do people cope these days with an ever-changing government and global climate? <laughs> of course he goes there. To a dark place. <laughs> this is what we were talking about today, and I think he just wants to know. He wants, he wants, to, he wants to know, am I going to do this on camera? All right, buddy, let's go. So can I have the question again, please? It's not actually. Okay, well, here's the truth. Okay, the governments and the global climates have been changing for hundreds of years. And they're always going to change because we evolve as people, we, our needs evolve, our, our opinions evolve. It's a part of growth, it's a part of expansion. However, the reason why we're struggling right now is we feel we don't have control. And as a minority voice and as a micro voice, no, you do. You just have to do it the right way. Because no matter which way you look at it, governments are there to govern, whether you like it or not. They're voted in, they run, they make the rules. You don't like the rules, but they're there. But here's the thing, nobody on the planet can actually do anything if you're actually being peaceful about it. If you come from a place of informative information, if you're coming from a place that you know that the collection of people that you're approaching this with is doing it from a place of absolute balance for the good of all people and not just for the greed of some, you can make a change. One man can make a change. A classic example of that that's an absolute tangent is Elon Musk. Like him or love him, that guy is changing the globe one business at a time. But that's the thing. It's about putting your creative energy into the change. And the only way you're going to change a government is change the needs of the people by conversation. Open dialogue never hurt any person. It's when it becomes aggressive dialogue that the government has the right to say, I'm not listening to this crap. Because nobody wants to hear somebody shouting at them. No. And peaceful dialogue, which should be, unfortunately, generally isn't across most governments, isn't allowed because they don't like being put on the spot like that. The beautiful thing about the global climate right now is all governments are being put on the spot by their own people. They were getting a um, multitude of countries that where the, the masses are saying, no, we don't want to be governed like this anymore. And what you have to understand is they may make the rules, but we pay their wages. Yeah. That is facts. We, you know, they may. But that's all right. But listen, there's always going to be conflicting sides. I could go very much pro or very much anti, but the fact of the matter is, as as a unbiased person who works on stoicism and works on communication and whose whole ethos of life is based on communicating with my energy body and other people. I don't believe that 
personal biases and emotional biases should be brought into the the equation when it comes to dealing with global climate or situational change. It shouldn't. If you're going to be emotionally charged, therefore you're already out of the loop. They've all they've already won because they've got you on your emotional back foot. So you you you're never going to win. And I I there's a lot of movements, I'm not going to name them, that I have a lot of pride in what they're doing mm-hmm. because a lot of them are doing it the right way yeah. it's being construed slightly differently but it is being done the right way in general but do not ignore the fact no matter what movement there is no matter what global movement there was no matter what national or national yeah. or international movement there is there's always going to be a pocket of people who are going to ruin it for every person else because they're going to be going there emotionally charged instead of intellectually charged if every major organization every major company every major corporation and every major government can and will listen if you come mentally and intellectually prepared show the benefits show the downfalls, and the only way to do that is through conversation the problem is we're not getting that opportunity and that's what's causing your frustration. So yeah, Rob, I agree with your frustration. I agree that there's, it's not happening the way it should do in certain aspects, but at the same time, know that no matter where you are in the world, there's always going to be a select group of people who aren't there for conversation, who just are there for anarchy. And they're going to, any person who's worth their weight and salt, as they say, is going to only focus on that. And that's going to be the projected figure of the outcome or movement. And that's not, not, in my opinion, the way it should be. So, yeah, you know, how do you cope with it? Learn to talk. Get information. Talk as groups. Set up groups to say, what do we want to change? One of the greatest things that I've noticed a lot of times, and uh, it was actually uh, a conversation that I think I had with a client of mine recently, and we'd said that everybody wants, you know, to bring these subjects to the forefront. I want to be noticed. I want to be highlighted as this being an issue. And then they get that and they go, well, I don't know what the hell to do with it. And that was, I think that was a cultural imbalance where it was about cultural, um, I'm just going to leave it as a cultural imbalance. There was cultural imbalances and they're saying, well, I want this and I want this and I want this. And then they get it and they don't know what the hell to do next. Because they've created this movement, they've got this airtime and then they don't know what to do with it. And that's the problem. If you converse in smaller groups and then bring that information into a bigger platform, conversation will help change the world. It always has done. Violence never has gotten anywhere. Now there's small pocket violence that is way over elaborated as being something that it isn't because that's, face it, that's the way the media work. But the other aspect of it is if you are sticking to conversations with simple conversations on the benefit of the masses and not of a select few, you'll get change in this planet. That's my honest opinion. And get rid of the guilt of the, the diversification of the 1%. We are more than them. That's what people aren't getting. We have more numbers, more voices, more thoughts than a collection of 36 people who are representative, who don't actually come out and represent us because they don't even canvas the very streets they're representing. They don't talk to us. Conversation starts at the root. Start in your own house, then in your own friends circle, then in your own neighborhood, and then in your own town. And then each town should start communicating together. So then the wants and the needs of the entire populace is actually aired at some way. And your voice in that friend or that localized area is then heard. 
So then you can't say you didn't have a voice. The problem is a lot of people want to sit there and they want to shout and they want to complain about the government, but they don't want to stand up under the voice. They want to run when that voice, that opportunity for voice is coming. Yeah, and that, that's what you need to change. You need to have, it's the fear. It's fear mongering. Well, what if the government does this? And what if the government does that? Well, if you're communicating with the government, you know what they're doing. But it's not just the government. This is, happens in businesses. It happens in homes. It happens in neighborhoods. It happens in, you know, specific organizations. So to look at it just from a national sort of perspective, you have to take it down that that information and that ideology has been pre-planted in that person in order to react that way all the way through their life. It's just not because we're now having an aspect of our freedom taken away. What the hell's free? You pay for your freedom. You pay for your, through your taxes, you pay through your backlog, you pay f through the, the hours that you spend away from your family, you pay for the hours that you spend in work, working for somebody else. So you, is it free? No, it costs you. And if I'm paying for a service, I want the right to be able to converse about what I'm getting as a service. If somebody comes into my house or my in my business yeah. and say, I want to talk to you about your service and why it's this price. They aren't paying for my service. They're paying for the years of experience that comes to my service. And that's the same within any political or government run operation. You may not like them. They're there. They've been there since the Sumerians. The Sumerians set up governments, then the Egyptians, and then go right the way through. They've been there for thousands of years, folks. Just get get over it. Converse. Converse, just talk about it. Because if you don't talk, you don't get. And like a classic example, podcasting, getting it out there. Don't be biased, be neutral. Learn both sides yeah. of the argument, then make an educated response. People are too busy to react nowadays. They react to energies, so right? And yet you're the first ones to argue. People love being reactionary. I'm the biggest. I love it. I'd fight with my shadow. I fight with my shadow. If I think I could defeat my shadow in an argument, I would take it on. But I like it because that's the way I am. I like to debate things, not because I want to win. It's because I want to learn. And I think that's where we've lost in society. We, we've went, for, we've went from, from debating to learn to debating to win. But who wins? Exactamont. There's a tangent and a half, folks. Rob, you put me off on a tangent. But I enjoyed that tangent. Thanks, bud. There you go. So who else? Any other questions? Well, all right. <laughs> Can we talk about criminal media interviews? Because I think that there's a lot, a large misconception about that too. Defined. Um, how to either awaken or I know. It. I know that the most, the simplest way to expand and to activate the kundalini or the the twin dragging rising as it's yeah. called is through yoga. yoga yogic practice and breathing practice is the 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 fastest method that i know of okay. but that doesn't mean that there isn't out there but yogic certain yogic practice kundalini yogic uh, practice is actually there to awaken that inner power within so that's the one that I know about. Um, the definition is the two rising snakes. It's the, the divine masculine, the divine feminine rising and intertwining, um, which is actually, actually represented through our medical symbol with the two yeah. snakes coming up the major pole. And then that matches the divine at the top. That's actually a Kundalini symbol from a way, way, way back. 
Yeah, so our medical system is based on the rising of the two dragons over the, the wings of the angel, which isn't actually the wings of the angel, it's the wings of Enti and Unreal from Arcadian times and uh, Sumerian times. That's a random piece of information. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I have so much crap in my head. I know. I'm not even going to lie, I do. But that's, that's the beauty of it, right? Everybody learns, and then I learn something, because I learn from your reactions. I learn, I learn, you know, okay, well, I need to approach it like this or analogize that differently. Because, like, uh, Jacqueline was actually in today for therapy, and um, I was trying to say something in the therapy room, and I couldn't get it out. I couldn't. I, I knew what I wanted to say, but I couldn't get it out. And then after the therapy, we were just sitting there, we were just coming down. I was like, damn, I got to give me a pen and a piece of paper. I went and drew what I meant. Yeah. And in that moment, she got it, I got it. And I was like, that's the way I should have analogized that. <laughs> Somebody said what messages do you have for this Oh, for the portal, for the portal. Go on, dear. You done a post about this earlier on your Instagram. So if you didn't read your own post, I'd be deeply, deeply, deeply disappointed. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Um, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> what messages do you have for the portal today? Um, hmm. <coughs> what does this portal entail? It's a rare one. It's a rare one. I don't think we're going to see something like this for like another 108 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going, uh huh. Duplicity, serendipity. Uh, there is, um, it's, a, it's a very powerful, yeah. powerful day. The problem is when it comes to how to analogize that into a statement, it has so complexed with the, the, the number itself, the dating, the timing, you know, the global pandemics, global resets and all this stuff. It's a, it, you know, I could take two hours in a podcast for that alone. I'm not doing it. Well, I might, I might. <laughs> Yep. So take it out of all the that's that's defluff it. That's defluff it. Okay. What is this day about on a baseline? Harmony. Harmony. Balance. Finding balance. Setting goals. Yep. Setting goals. Uh, finding um, paths. Know that you're safe. Know that you're guarded. Know that there's a higher power that's working out for it and is more accessible now than it usually is. And the other aspect of it is, is setting huge boundaries and don't be afraid to go for them. Yeah. Don't be afraid. To, so this is a goal setting. I can't wait to, till after work. So this is this is set your plans and you give it because you have so much support right now. Self-doubt. Actually, no. Because intu intuition is something that's guided from a higher power and from within. It's a frequency with both. But you have to remember that this is a global energy, not a, also just an individual. It's a global phenomenon. And then we have other um, celestial bodies and movements that are uh, assisting in that as well. So you have to understand that when when you're coming into a day like this, a paradigmic day, yeah. it's 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 going to shift a lot of energies too. Not everything is going to be positive because it's going to shake up your world, and you have to be prepared for that. Be prepared for you know an emotional outbreak that you weren't expecting. But it will generally with a day like this, 
um, it'll come with a lesson attached to it. So you'll see the lesson a lot clearer, a lot sooner than what you would have if it was uh, a celestial body movement or a retrograde or something like that. Palladromic. It means it, it reads the same way both ways. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a moment. <laughs> she had a moment. <laughs> so um, any other questions on there? <laughs> you're welcome that was a deep one I, I i went old school with that therapy really yeah, this is my is that aisha yeah. uh this is uh oh real estate lady oh yes yes sorry i probably butchered your name that's okay <laughs> i bought your mail it's fine have you any questions? Still no questions? Still no questions. You're just here for the vibe. Yes. Have you anything you want to ask? I did. I asked about the Kundalini. Well, do you have anything else? Since we're here, you know, we might as well get it off our chest. During the headlights. So while, while, while we come out of the headlights, that's announced the stuff that's going to be happening, folks. We are now, hopefully, the second week in March, starting slow flow yoga from the start of yoga in here with the amazing tanya yay that's going to be huge uh we also have ricky shares and no, we have ricky yeah. one on um march 6th, march 6th 10 a.m yay yeah i'm actually after all these years actually going to officially teach ricky one and i'm excited to be taking it again yeah so that's coming up so that's prepaid that's that's prepaid guys so get your name down get it prepaid and um, because uh, it's going to fill up fast i know it is um and i don't want anybody going i didn't get a chance to get in i will be running loads them don't worry it's going to happen but i wanted to get that up because i want to get so i want people to know that we're going to introduce yoga what else we're doing we've got so much going on it's crazy we never stop around here we got Reiki shares. We have podcast night. We also have meditations every, meditations every Wednesday. We're trying to open up another meditation. Um, no, well, I could do mornings. I could if if, if enough. Well, here's the thing, right? I'm going to do a post. I'm going to get Mia to do a post because that's Mia's job, not mine. I'm going to get Mia to do a post. Yeah, see that curly bop that came in there? That's curly Mia. She's in one of our podcasts. Um, so I'm. I want to do a lot of posts or some posts with a poll to see if you prefer a second meditation done in the morning or another night. And if I get, uh, say, 50 responses on that, I'll take it seriously. Okay. But I have to get 50, uh, five zero, because yeah. I'm not going to do this for two or three people who just throw it up. I want to, uh, you know, we have very gifted practitioners in here. Rob is an extremely gifted um Med, uh, meditator and i and i want him if he's going to, i wanted him to know that's going to be worth his while to get out at 6 a.m in the morning come in and do a meditation no no but I'm, what i'm trying to say is by the time he gets up gets into work by the time he gets up and gets into work and gets here because rob travels in you know you're looking 7 38 o'clock for your first meditation i want to make sure it's worth that guy's while yeah you know what i mean so if, if we get 5-0 based on that, 5-0, we'll see about it. We'll, get, we'll, we'll put it on the we are going to do this list because there's a big list in 
the secondary there and what stuff we're going to do. Um, this podcast we're going to start doing a lot more often. I'm going to start doing a 15 minute one every single day because I want to do the science behind a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, the last one was pretty successful. Spirituality is so hocusy-pocusy. And I was like, actually, actually, there's there's scientific proof. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going down the rabbit hole looking for all these scientific studies globally from all these, you know, reputable universities globally to find the science behind what we do in here. It's fascinating. Like that thing in mindfulness, two massive studies. They're still trying to complete the second one. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, I'll take that. But now I'm uh, part of about five or six uh, scientific groups who are sent me all these stuff daily and I'm like oh I'm going to pick that one and I've about five more I've picked out nice. I'm excited for that. so a- I'm going to do them as we short short podcasts and then we'll do flash ones <laughs> you know flash do you know what a flash podcast is what Jacqueline say that's a really good one so that's dual so that's your body releasing a lot of serotonin at once. So that's you you actually coming into alignment with your own energy. Now, and the aspect of Jacqueline coming out of a therapy, that's her baseline energy rebalancing with her physical body. Because we were working on a specific area of her energy today. So in that moment, that's her um, astral body realigning with her physical body and the sleep process. No. Yeah, so that jitter. Because in Ireland, we have another expression for that. Somebody's walking over your grave. See? He's like, oh, somebody's walking over my grave. Yeah. It happens to me every it, day. Ooh, you know what the topic we can talk about right now real quick? What? Uh, sleep paralysis. Why? Because I, people always talk rabbit about Rabbit hole. Yeah. Huge rabbit hole. It's a huge one, so let's go. Go for it. I'm like, what's No, but that's. I have um, experience with uh-huh. sleep paralysis. I'm putting it in quotations because other people call it something differently. Um, the house that we used to live in, my sister, my mother, and myself, my sister and I used to experience it like almost on a basis. Oh, okay. Yeah. It See, there's two variances, and how how deep am I allowed to go? Go as deep as you want. Okay, well, let's go deep. Let's go deep one. Deep one is that succubus energy. That's a demonic energy that's actually holding you down and feeding like off your life force. You see, that's a, that's another aspect. A lot of people just literally pray. I, I didn't do that. I literally just fought, and I'm like, wake up, wake up. But that's uh, the, the that's no, 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 no. Fear, well, fear does, but at, at the, the fighting, but um, that there's 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 that variation where it's a demonic being. Succubus or incubus. The other aspect of the other aspect of it is is we can go really down a rabbit hole here, folks, and that's UFO, and that is alien. Touche. Yeah. So another another there's there's plenty of documentation out there, and I'm going to put this as documentation out there. I'm not going to say it's credible. I'm not going to say it's not credible, but I'm just saying there's enough documentation out there to to prove that. Um, extraterrestrial visitations do cause sleep paralysis that and that's what i'm saying i could go really deep into this but i really don't want to spend two hours talking about sleep paralysis and that (laughs) and then we had our house blessed and then it it slowed down quite significantly so that would that would suggest it was probably uh an ulterior 
it was probably a, an entity of some sort, yeah. Because a lot. It's uh, it's it's think of it like uh, an entity spirit that is vampiric, except it feeds off life force and energy and not off blood. Because all that stuff's real. Yeah. Yeah. Feeds on your life force by definition. Did you hear her? She sounds Proud of her. Oh. Any other questions? I think Johnny came up with one there. Because you're taking on and recharging from your baseline energy. When you're, you're, when you're, a lot of people think when their body is asleep that it um, actually slows down, but your energy speeds up. And that's the heat. The heat generation is the kinetic flow of the energy through the body, which then that stimulus causes friction, that friction causes heat. It also is a sign that towards certain parts of the night that your uh, natural energetic body isn't as protected as it was be in your physical state. So it has to work a little harder to keep you protection. I would say up your protection when you're sleeping. I never wear any protection when I'm sleeping. I, I put protection around my bed. And in the room, what do you use? well, mine's really simple. I yeah, use. It's so warm while I'm trying to sleep. I don't know if it's just like a warm body or like I'm just like <sighs> sweating all the time. Hold on. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to answer a question first. Give me a moment. <laughs> so, back to this question. And now we know that Mia's going through early menopause <laughs> uh, <laughs> at 18 years old, folks. Anyway, so. The, the baseline is when I'm when I'm doing mine, I'm trying to keep my astral and etherical body in my body unless I want it out. So I'm grounding it. So I have uh, like four little um, containers of salt and I have a piece of selenite. I have a piece of black tourmaline. I have protection powder, which we make. We sell it at the shops. Good stuff. And see out there, shameless plug. And then I will put a piece of hematite or uh, any sort of magnetite stone, and that anchors me in my position. So that means I can take off all this protection and not worry, because I know my body's not going anywhere it shouldn't. Now, if I want to take it off, and I want to disappear, and I want to investigate on the astral realm, I just take one of them away, and it breaks the circuit, and I'm gone. And what if you don't have, like, all, all the things you're yeah, using? Yeah, I was going to ask that. What, what would, like, we sell it! No, but not as your... For them out there. Yeah, just like Come here. We sell it. Keep <laughs> it simple. Salt. Black salt. Black salt is the residue of any burnt fire mixed with salt. Okay. Oh, if you want to learn how to make black salt, let us know. We'll do a workshop for you. Yep. White salt does work if you mix it with some sort of uh, catalyst. So like a protection powder or protection yeah. oil. You need, a, you need a catalyst for it. Salt is a purifier. Not a you can't just put a circle of white salt around you. <laughs> you can actually. Just for sleeping? You can actually. Really? Yeah. I would lie at more. Well, I have it in every corner of my room. There is a geometric that you can put up, and it actually stops the energy coming into the room if your room's continually purified. It's basically two pieces of black tourmaline on the on the ups of the doors, and a piece of sunlight across the top, and that creates what's called a sealed off energy. So that means as long as that room is smudged and cleared, that that uh, geometric will keep it smudged and cleared. doesn't matter how many times the door's open. So that's, that's a wee secret. Yeah. I do that on my, I generally do it. I, I generally do that my windows or my doors. 
Protection, protection, protection. Any other questions up there? Hey, Aisha. So yeah, so the baseline is everything you need we have here coming here. And if we questions. come in, talk to us. Yeah, I'm gonna run a I'm gonna run a competition soon. I'm gonna run a raffle. So here's what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get the biggest piece of golden healerite I can find, which is usually about this size. What is the gold bringing in something so beautiful that I'm gonna want it? Oh, well, so so this 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 is a, a golden healerite. It's called a golden flame healerite. It's one of the most positive stones you can have around you. Totally transmutes negative energy, heals you from the inside out. I'm going to run a raffle, and here's what I'm going to do. Right, we're going to do. Uh, it's going. I'm going to do it. Maybe twenty five bucks for a raffle ticket, because these things aren't cheap, folks. A golden healerite about this size is like maybe fourteen hundred to two thousand dollars. So they're big ones. So I might, and I'm going to probably do a raffle, right? $25 for the raffle. And then you get to pick your numbers and we'll keep it all legit. We'll do it all on Facebook, right? And here's the stickler, right? This is where you have to put the foot down. You have to follow at least two of our social medias for it to be valid. I'd say three. I'd say all. I'd say all. That's because you're just going to put in like, all of the money just to buy it yourself. Look at the grin. She knows she's caught. No, I'd say at least three because we do have. Uh, well, we're on TikTok, Twitter, Twitter Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and then we have our. Uh, we're Podbean, Spotify. Podbean. We're now, we just launched the other day on Google, mm -hmm. uh, Google Podcasts as well. So we have a lot of them. Who's that popped in? Uh, Leslie. Leslie McHugh. Hello, Leslie. What's Leslie's question? Actually, uh, Aisha had one. Uh -huh. I'll do both. Um, so Aisha is asking, anything we should do for tonight for the portal day? Take a bath, sit in your emotion, and release anything that no longer serves you. Remove the crap. Remove the crap. Take an energetic shower. Mm -hmm. Just release it. Yeah. Just you release it. If you have a shower, here's a really good idea. Get a piece of crystal, whether it be uh, clear quartz, smoky quartz, put it underneath the shower head and just literally let it shower over you. So you're literally showering in crystal energy and that will cleanse your crystalline body, which that means you can release. Perfect. I have smoky and clear. I'm going to put both. So what did Leslie say? Um, they said, is that the same as golden healer? <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> No, it's something just got, it was a frog in my throat. Anyway, so yes, it's the same as Golden Healer, except flame uh, sculpturized Golden Healer is a very directed energy, Leslie. So uh, Golden Healerite and Golden Healer is, um, it's a variation of very high-end citrine. But uh, when you actually look at it from the other perspective, when it's cut in that flame, it actually creates an energy form with it. So it emanates out further and higher. So uh, when it's flame sculpturized, it actually is expanded about 20 to 30 feet further from the source. You're not allowed to buy it, no. You're not allowed to buy this one. Oh, she'll be on it. So we're going to be doing that. We'll probably do that next month. Okay. Yeah, so look out for that raffle. It'll be online, um, more than likely on Facebook uh, rather than Instagram because Facebook... Um, we can actually update that post regularly instead of flooding people with Instagram. So we'll probably do that. And it's a beautiful piece. 
It's a really, really nice piece. Yeah, stop it. I've seen it. <laughs> and yeah, I think at least three social media should be good. And then well, at the, at the, the, the same time, folks, when you look at it, yeah. if we take it into the into the three, if you follow three of our social medias and you can prove it to us um, for the first time, um, we'll give you a 10% discount on the retail in the store. Okay. So there's actually a promotion in that. So if you can mm -hmm. prove that you follow us on three and screenshot, screenshot, screenshot or even show us when you're here, yeah. we'll give you a 10% discount. So it actually is benefits every, both. Yeah. So. Is there anything else? Anybody have any more questions? <laughs> Jacqueline was like, Scott can't be in the raffle. Of course. We're going to take our Oh, they can. They can do whatever the hell they want. Because I. Raffle. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take she, she, Do you remember? No. Watch, watch your reaction here, guys. Do you remember the big massive <laughs> white. Yeah, and, do you remember the big massive white and gold piece that I showed you that looked like a big curve? Yes. That's the one I'm getting to raffle. That's brilliant. Her face just dropped. And I'm not supposed to enter. I'm sorry, Jacqueline. I'm entering. Well, I, 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 I you're taking it if you win. I think the, I think the boss will have a word to say about that. The boss will know. The boss. This is actually the boss's idea. The boss comes up with wonderful ideas. So this is the boss's idea. She said, "We're getting one of these. We're going to raffle it." I'm like, "All right." She goes, "Right, twenty-five bucks." Yeah, that's right. That's an expensive piece. It is yeah. a really expensive piece. Really. Like, I, I was looking at one for myself, it's and I was like, oh, God, no. Mm -hmm. The piece I was looking at was like four and a half thousand. Okay. It's literally about half the size of this table. This is a six foot table, and it's about half the size of the table. And when you stand it up, it sits about four and a half foot high. And I was like, I want that piece. You're like in your head, like, everybody wants that. I want a big piece of golden healer. <laughs> so any more questions any more questions on the instagram no and we've no more questions on in here so i think that's us for this live come in and see us come in and talk to us i'm booked up for like this next for this next i think what the third week in march i'm booked up to now um rob's in tomorrow so rob will be in she does, uh, she does. <laughs> well, he looks like a girl sometimes. Um, no, shop fire. Uh, so Rob's in tomorrow. He's available for walk-ins most of the day. And I think that's it. Yeah, a lot more events coming up. A lot Loads more, of um, events. I will be adding crystal therapy to my roster very soon. Oh, yeah. So you're going to incorporate it into your therapies? Yes. Work, go, go, girl. Yeah. What's your teacher like? He's very judgy, but he loves me. <laughs> it's James. He's awesome. Tree, tree, and true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so happy. I am the best. No, you want me to be the best. And I do want the best. I only have the best in here. Okay, folks. So happy two, 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 two. Remember to look after you. Absolutely. Is that Julia? Did Julia Jane just come on? How's it going, Julia? Julia is always full of really cool questions. And that's why I will I just hold it up for just another second? What Leslie say? Have a great one, Leslie. And then do 
Yeah. <laughs> no question. No question. Have you any questions, Julia? Because we're just about to set off. Have an awesome night, guys. Oh, we will. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. What are what are we? What what are we talking about? Anything you want spiritually? We have covered everything tonight, from twin flames, soulmates. Succubuses, incubuses, yeah. UFOs. We've talked about a lot of stuff today. So if you've got any question that's really burning to do with spirituality and you want it answered, we'll answer it right now before we sign off. Also, guys, um, if after we come offline and questions pop up, please write them down for future podcasts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Put them down in our comments. Or in the email us. Shine waves. Email us and put it for uh, for the attention of podcast, and it's um, shamewavespiritual at gmail dot com. So it means no matter what you want, you can just throw it in there, and it'll be fun. Four two four is what's called a generic angelic number, and it means that you're not fulfilling your full potential because if it was full potential be four 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 so it means you're there you're trying to find balance between your emotional life and your physical or your spiritual life or energy life and you need to um focus more on you than the external forces that are surrounding you so four two four is uh, a number of collection of your own thoughts so just be um just be a little bit more conscious of where you're putting your energy and how much you're focusing on yourself 424 is a pretty powerful number, though. It is. It is a pretty powerful number. It means you're really well looked after from a higher power. So just uh, just be weary of that. That's a deep one. Yeah. We've got really deep tonight. It's really weird. Angel numbers we are, are different. Definitely I might do an actual class on angel numbers. I think we should. Should we do? I think there's a lot of confusion between. But numerology and angelic numbers are two completely different things. So confusion out there i mean i was yeah. confused for a very long time about it okay i'll do an angel class yeah. i'll do an angel class period so i'll go through all the angels all the different styles of angels I like that. the angel associations the angel colors the healing vibrations and their numbers how about that yeah, you know i'm down right okay i'll do probably do, well, we'll, like i'll do that for april i'll do i'll do that in april yeah right okay. so okay. there's a random one julie you're coming to that class. Yeah, we have a lot of classes and events coming up already for March. Yeah. And now we got wearing this break. So if you guys have any more, and please let us know. And after April. And after April, after April, we should be in more summer stuff. So we might start doing out, uh, outdoor meditations, yes. scream yes. therapy, yes. connecting with nature walks, I energetic walks. What is your thing with being in cold water, woman? She's a sea goat. Yeah. I'll see I'm what? A sea goat. Capricorn. Yeah. A sea goat. I'm a sea goat. I'm part on earth and then I'm part in water. I got to swim around, but I also have to walk around. You used to be around them as hell. Right, folks. So if there's no one, you're welcome. <laughs> she said, you're for that. <laughs> so uh, if there's no other questions in the audience and none online, I think we will call this one tonight and then we'll be back with a podcast in three days because we have to finish ours oh, yeah. oh it got deep <laughs> we done one and we pre-recorded it and we're like we gotta finish this yeah, we gotta we finish were, like getting into like the meat of it. the door opened 
and we had to pause. We had to pause it. And then, then we got flooded with services and that was that. Yeah, so we got to do that. So listen out for more. I say we're now available on uh, Google Podcast as well. So if you don't have the option of Spotify, we are on Google Podcast. And I'm just waiting for Apple Podcasts to uh, verify us. And then once that's verified, we'll be up in there by, I would say, the next week as well. So we're going to be everywhere. Four podcast platforms. And then we're starting, we'll be starting our YouTube and our Rumble, which is going to be live video as well, more regularly. Do you know what I would love to do? I would love to just have a day of the entire day, just customers coming in and out and just asking questions, jumping on the podcast. How cool would that be? If there's anybody in your world that is, sorry. Remember you're recording here too. The uh, spiritual essence that you would love to have us have on a podcast, please let us know. I have a couple of people who have asked me. I have a couple of people that I'm interested in having on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. We're well connected in here, folks. We can get people. Yeah. We can get people. Yeah. We can get... Says, cool. I can get so many people. Like, there's a lot... There's a couple of local um, ladies who I know have inquired. Okay. Uh, and, yep. And I would definitely love to pick a subject and just come in and just video it and just go with it. And the other one that uh, there's a couple of bigger names that I've said once we're ready. There's actually a group of ladies that I really want on this podcast. And it's a collaboration of care girls. So they help with um, the spiritual aspect of assisted passing. And their work is so undervalued and underpublicized. And I want to blow these girls up. So there's a lot of different people that I know we can get in. So if you can think of anybody... Give us a shout, and I'll do. I'll, I'll do what I can to see if I can get them on the podcast with us. What do you think? Yes. So, thank you all for popping in. I really appreciate it. Um, the live version of this will probably be recorded, put up tomorrow. And other than that, have a good night. Happy two, 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 two. And remember, cleanse yourself and not others. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye from me. Sign See you later. Bye. Bye.